0: Hi,
1: and welcome to episode number seven of the Getting Things Done podcast from the GTD Nordic. I'm Morten Røvik, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Lars Roskill
0: Hendrickson. Hello, Lars. Hi, Morten. Happy to be here again and looking forward to doing another episode with you. And if you're new to this podcast, our goal is to support you in using the GTD methodology to clear your mind, to stay present with whatever you're doing to achieve stress-free productivity. We hope that you find these episodes valuable regardless of your experience with GTD.
1: Yes, and today's topic is something called the threefold nature of work and something called the limiting criteria. And these are concepts that hide something very specific, and we will dive into them and try and explain to you what they are and why is it important for you as a knowledge worker. So Lars, can you take us into um, an explanation of what the threefold nature of work What What is that and why is it relevant?
0: Sure, so when you engage in 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 work, you will there are three different types of work that you actually engage in, whether you are aware about it or or not. Uh, so the first type is predefined work. so that means working from your lists. Uh, let's say you maybe have set aside a, a folder of emails that you want to get through, so that's your your predefined work, your planned work. The second type is the work as it appears, so that's the unplanned work, work that just shows up. So that would be your phone ringing, your colleague uh, stopping by your desk to ask for your help. Uh, that type of work. That that is the second type. And the third type is defining your work, and that means to actually manage all of your your inputs to to maintain them and get them into your your GTD system. So really handling all the stuff that is that is coming at you and and getting that into to to your uh, list so you can work from those. in in your predefined work so that's the quick overview of the three different types of work
1: yes and um, as you might gather uh, our dear listeners this is something you actually are engaging in whether you know it or not these are the three different uh, main different categories that you can use your time when whether you when you're at your office or when you're at home you can do unplanned work you just decided oh, now my colleague comes in and I let this... And this is most um, convenient to do right now. And uh, defining work is when you sit, set aside time for actually deep thinking, creating um, what am I going to do. You do your desired outcomes, your next action, thinking, clarifying, and organizing. And then um, you do predefined work is where you are moving on projects that you are already decided to. So... Uh, Just to give you, the listener, a little depth on this. So if I am defining work, what am I doing when I'm defining work? Uh, When we, when it comes to GTD, what is in, what is in defining work, Lars?
0: So defining your work would be, for, for me, uh, is, is, uh, is perhaps an activity that I would start my, my day with. It it varies what I'm doing. Of course, if I'm out delivering a seminar, uh, I would be, be be out there. But if I'm working from my office, I would sit down uh, with a good cup of coffee and then choose to either start doing some of my predefined work, meaning working from my list, or I would be defining my work. So I would be uh, managing all the stuff that has shown up in my various inboxes. So, so really, in, in practical terms, because I get this question a lot that, you know, so what is a daily, What what is a day for a, for a GCD or what does that actually look like? Uh, and, and that would either be be mostly planned work. There is, of course, unplanned work if the phone rings. But otherwise, it's also defining your work, processing all that stuff that has come in. So that could be my physical inbox, managing that, getting that to zero by clarifying and organizing as we have uh, discussed in previous episodes of this podcast or it could be my digital inboxes or it could be perhaps uh, perhaps reflecting on some things as well uh, gaining an overview to make sure that when i engage in my in my planned work my predefined work that i'm actually working on the uh, on the right stuff
1: yeah exactly so what happens if you have a lot of unplanned work you don't have time to define your work what will what does that look like
0: well the experience is that when you don't have enough time to do your uh, to spend time defining your work meaning getting that overview and, and updating your systems that means that you will naturally have less uh, predefined work because you simply wouldn't have maintained that system to to work from uh, so the only type of work left is is simply the unplanned work the work as it appears uh, so so really uh, a lot of our experience from the seminars in Denmark and I'm sure it's the same case in Norway is that when you start to identify how how much of your day do you spend in each of these uh, then then almost all participants will say well I wish I had more time to, to define my work and, and most people will then leave the seminar understanding that they need to to start working differently and really um, spending more time on, on this defining work step
1: yes exactly and um, we, and as you as you said it, we experience exactly the same thing in Norway and I'm sure in the rest of the world if people will realize through a seminar that they need to define more work to get more of the right stuff done because if you're only working out of unplanned work well if you're a receptionist this is of course the right way to spend your time uh, unplanned work is your job uh, your job will show up when somebody comes in the door and ask you for something or want to talk to someone this, your job is to be interrupted then but uh, if you're Job is to create value, lasting value where you have to think and reflect and make decisions. If you don't uh, have time for defining your work as this um, then you will be driven by the latest and loudest and you will not be able to create longer lasting value than you would if you defined your work. So uh, predefined work is when you're actually working off a plan. You make a plan I remember some time in the past, David Allen said something like this: that you have to you have to plan your work and then work the plan. And uh, this is what this is: you define your work, that's you plan your work, and then you work the plan. You use the plan and then you work off your your system. And um, if you look at the 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 three uh, the five steps of the methodology. Where we have clarify, where you capture everything that has your attention. And then you uh, capture, sorry, you clarify what has your attention. You decide if you're going to do something about it or not. And then this find your desired outcome and your next actions and then park it in organize, which is the third step where you put it in your system. And then you reflect, which is the fourth stage where you look at everything you're committed to do to make sure everything is. up-to-date and a good map of the future of what you're supposed to do and then you have engage do what you decided to do so when we are defining work we are using the three middle steps uh, clarify organize and reflect uh, these are the three main um, goals uh, sorry three main uh, objectives when we define your work uh, in GTD and then predefined work would be working off your calendar that is engaged with what you've already decided to to do. And then you will also have, you will see that the more you have defined of your work, the more overview you have, the better you will be feeling about when interruptions comes, the more unplanned work that shows up when you are uh, in the you know, in your driver's seat, you're in, you're in your cockpit, you have full overview, full control. Then you can decide very quickly if something comes in, that if that's more important than everything else you've committed to do. And that could be anything from, you know, taking a phone call to deciding today I'm going to be in the hammock, which is the <laughs> beauty of GTD. You know, you get the full overview You can make that decision in a split second.
0: And that yeah. also helps to 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 relieve stress. Is my experience that once you get that overview, exactly like you describe it, uh, you know, a lot of stress, uh, as David also said, come from from these unfinished commitments. So helping you get this overview when you start really defining your work, that that certainly helps the the stress levels as well.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, and, and the idea behind this is not to, to, to force you into thinking differently in this threefold nature of work. Is just to make you aware that you actually have a choice. You have a choice if you're going to plan your work or your choice if you go and read your email, panic, read your emails, looking for something that you might, have, might want to do something about, um, instead of then clarifying, organizing and reflect on a regular basis so you define your work instead. And uh, you have the choice to, to, to choose which, which of these three categories of work you want to be in uh, in the moment.
0: Mm. And I think it's also worth adding that, that uh, at least I, I like that uh, multitasking is really a challenge. And I, I, I've, I've seen this a lot of places learned it, uh, when we started working together as well, Morten, that, that really trying to understand to focus on one thing at a time. So for really picking what are you doing right now? Are you doing predefined work? Work? Are you uh, defining your work or have you decided to, to, to pick up the phone and, uh, and and answer that call that came in now? Because at least my experience as a consultant uh, before uh, working with GTD was that I would tend to be uh, doing my predefined work uh, and I would sneak in defining work. So I would sit in a meeting and I would, uh, you know, trust that I could could multitask and listen to it and, and, and hear what was said. And at the same time, I could I could empty my inbox as well. No, no. Problem and and as we know from a lot of different studies that that really isn't a, a sensible way to work. So I really try to do one thing at a time.
1: No, it's uh, it's a common misconception and a myth that multitasking is actually efficient and is good. It's um, uh, science is very clear on this now that uh, there's no real multitasking where you try to reflect on two things at the same time it does not work. It's not possible. And what is happening is that you switch between the t- two different reflections and to reflect on two things um, at the same time comes with some um, costs. Uh, it burns your glucose, glucose levels in the brain faster, so you get easier decision fatigue. You're easier to then f- make decisions based on your uh, you know, gut feeling more than your, your common sense. And you also uh, are getting tired faster, really tired, mentally tired faster. And you lower your IQ. Things take a lot longer time. When I do my keynotes, I know you're doing the same thing, Um, Lars. You do keynotes. And in the keynotes, I do um, a test where I test um, if multitasking actually works on the participants in the keynote. And I see that at least fifty percent longer time uh, to multitask than to single task. Have you seen the same thing, Lars? Have you, you- mm, yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. That that's certainly the case uh, in Denmark. It it varies rather interestingly. It it, it really varies uh, bet, bet, between people. But 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 nobody who works well when when they. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: Yeah. So that is the threefold nature of work. Uh, anything to add to to this now? Have you emptied our uh,
0: knowledge now? I think here? it's just uh, worth, uh, you know, p- people um, need to also understand that it there is certain uh, of course that is uh, that, that 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 is uh, logically makes sense but but re, really try to set aside time and understand that you need need time to do this and it, it certainly makes sense in the end um i have seen uh, seen different different numbers uh, depending on how much input you have but i think maybe 30 to 90 minutes would be a a starting point for for defining your work so it it it's not time that you need to go out there and find in your schedule maybe because you're already mo- most people would already be doing this because they are doing their job but really set that aside as a separate uh, thing that you do during the day that you process your, your inbox and define your work and mm. that would be a, one, la- one last thing from each head
1: yeah yeah and 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 that is like this the most knowledge workers today uh, make up their work as they go along there's no often not clear no clear boundaries of what you have as your areas of focus what is your job really and uh, you have to make it up you have to make up your job. If you don't make up your job, you don't, you're just being reactive. And, um, you know, to plan your work is essential or you will be driven by latest and loudest, as David would say. So, Okay, um, let's move on to the limiting criterias. Lars, what is this really? What is the limiting criterias?
0: Sure. So when you engage in you know, when you engage in your planned work, there are varying criteria that that limit you in, in what you can do. So these are uh, steps that would help you decide what would be the right thing for me to. Engage at this moment so um, the first limiting criteria is context meaning where am I right now uh, who, are, who am I with which people uh, are available to me uh, so that's why we structure the next actions uh, list those are based on the context meaning you know that you have a list at your computer at the office people need to talk to, you need to call stuff to do at the summer uh, etc so that would be the first limiting criteria the context um, After that, you have time available. So how much time do you actually have before you need to do something else, whether it's to head home for the day or your next meeting? Um, How much time is available? Because that will help you decide as well, you know, which which next action should I actually pick uh, to to work with right now? Uh, If you only have 10 minutes until the next meeting uh, and you have a two-hour next action on your list, then then maybe uh, one of the smaller actions would be more uh, suitable for, for the time that you have available. And last but not least is the resources. How much energy do you actually have? So, so when you have the option to choose from various next actions, then uh, some actions will require more energy. So if I'm writing an article for a newspaper or something, I need to need more fresh uh, energy. Uh, I shouldn't be doing that at noon. I should engage in some more uh, low-level tasks that don't require much of my, uh, my creative uh, brain power. Um, so that's the that's the last of the limiting criteria. That's the resources, the energy that have, you have available.
1: Yeah, great. And just to to clarify further, is that when you when we talk about the limiting criterias, this is first and foremost what's on your lists. So if you are in at your uh, your, your workplace, you look at your calendar. Would be the first place to look. What have I decided to do today? And it could be meetings, and it could also be set aside time slots for you to do a specific task, do some routine work, or to do next actions, or to move a project forward. But if there's nothing on your calendar, then you use the limiting criteria to help you choose what to do in the moment. So if I have two hours, I'm in the office, I feel a little tired, it's close to... um, to four o'clock and I'm my brain is semi shutting down what can I do and before if you don't have this way of looking at it you will be if you don't have the GTD system you will maybe be driven into reading emails and responding to emails because then you at least you feel a little productive uh, you feel that you're moving something forward but that might not be the best thing to do if you in advance create um, lists of what you can do by defining the side outcomes and clear physical next actions where you have everything you need, then you can make progress on even the most important and maybe difficult things, even when your brain power is low, when your mental resources is low. Anything to add to this, uh, Lars?
0: No, I think you you said it uh, said it very well. Uh, I think um, especially the overview is 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 one of the things that can stop people from being productive. So they tend to fall back on on other stuff. And then certainly the way to structure a work uh, it, by next actions is also really uh, an interesting part of GTD. I, I recently did a workshop for a, um, a company where we discussed this. And and for 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 some people it takes a bit of time. To, Getting used to structuring your work in this way so a lot of people that i work with are used to you know they have a uh, their their mind is big projects that they are, are working on so so they when they would decide what to do they would normally just go for a one big project or the other but but having this uh, list of next actions to work from is just so much more productive you can really utilize all the the various uh, um, holes in your calendar for for the right stuff to to work on so it uh, it really is a big difference in the way to work and and to get things done
1: exactly well um, time I think now for go for landing we are closing in on our 20 minutes time goal for this, um, will you take us down the goodbye trails?
0: <laughs> sure so so uh, where can you find more information about gtd well you go to gtdnordic.com you can find all of our various groups and pages uh, across social media facebook etc uh, gtd meetups uh, find us on linkedin uh, instagram etc and and as mentioned in the beginning we really hope that you find these episodes valuable and if you do we'd really appreciate it if you share the podcast with a colleague or rate us on iTunes
1: Yeah, great. And uh, until next time, I hope we've given you some value. I hope that we have given you something that that will help you in your journey to learn GTD. And um, you know now where to find us. And until next time, have a great two weeks.
0: Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.